What's up? Welcome back to the Samantha show. I'm your host, Samantha, or you can call me Sam. Just don't call me Sammy. Sammy, baby. I hate that nickname. Uh, okay. I'm working with some new podcast equipment here. I'm actually on vacation right now too. And I just logged into this new program that I'm using and I can see myself. There's a video camera. You know, I'm always the kind of person, this is probably no surprise to anyone. I'm always the kind of person that like in the workout class, I'm like, I need to be in the front row. I need to see myself in the mirror. You know, if I'm in a cycle bar class and you're like, yeah, I'm going to need to be in the front row. If I go to a Zumba class, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need to be in front of the mirror. I don't know. Look, it doesn't make me vain. Probably here I am. At least I can own it. Right. But, um, I got these new crazy big headphones that I'm wearing to look, we just upgraded the equipment. You know, we're doing this. We're doing this thing just a little bit, a little bit better every single time. I am on vacation right now. Actually, I'm in Michigan with my in-laws, my husband, my daughter. We brought the dog. Like we are doing the thing. It's always so nice to step away from kind of the noise and the hustle of work and the nine to five and just like the at-home grind and be able to be a little more fluid in the day and what you're doing. I'm such a schedule regulated type person with like my day and what's going to happen. So it's nice to like not have an agenda. Like my plan, look, not have an agenda. And then my plan this week is, no, Samantha, we don't have a plan. We're just going with the flow. But I'm thinking I may have some opportunity to like not only record one, but maybe two or three podcast episodes in the comfort of this gorgeous home. We're um, near New Buffalo, Michigan, where um, my in-laws rented this beautiful home for us to stay in. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So I feel very comfortable here. You know what I mean? Where I can just kind of talk more freely. So let's go ahead and get into it. Let's do the thing here. Three things you need to know, because by the time this podcast episode actually airs, the plan is for it to air on July 5th. (laughs) Look at all these plans. Like, again, I'm such a scheduled person. So I'm pretty sure this episode is going to air on July 5th. July 5th today, that will be today when you listen to it, or maybe you listen to it today. July 5th is actually Pet Remembrance Day in the United Kingdom. How beautiful is that? I think we should celebrate that here in the United States. Maybe we have more one of those and I don't know about it. You know, I have my dog Pepper. She is 10 years old. She is energetic and she is lively, but I like have this feeling in the pit of my stomach. Like I know with every year we're like getting closer to her crossing the rainbow bridge. And I just, I, I'm, I'm not going to do well with it, but I love this idea of having a day specifically that we remember our pets. They impact us so much. They are our best friends. They keep all our secrets. They are comfort. They are calm. They give us life. I mean, pets are the best, man. I always wanted a dog growing up. We didn't ever have a dog. We had a cat. Cats are cool too. We could have the great debate between cats and dogs. But It wasn't until I got with my husband, we got together and we got Pepper, our dog. We've had her for 10 years now. And she's really, she's my dog. You know what I mean? You know how the the, the dog always latches onto one person. She's mine through and through. The family can say what they want. She's my girl. But I really like this idea that, you know, when our pets pass and they cross that rainbow bridge that we can take a day to remember them. So go UK, go. Pet Remembrance Day is July 5th. So maybe today if you have a pet that has passed away, like you, you 
do something special. I don't know. You go on a little walk. You remember, you go through some pictures. Pet Remembrance Day, July 5th in the United Kingdom. How cool is that? I had to look this one up because I I knew I wanted to share this fact. On July 4th, 150 million hot dogs are eaten. I don't know. That almost feels low to me. I don't know. Do we think that's low? 150 million hot dogs are eaten on July 4th. I'm not surprised. I knew it was going to be a big one. I don't know what I'm going to eat on July 4th because this is going to be recorded before July 4th, but then this is going to be posted after. So am I going to eat a hot dog? Maybe. Probably. I'm going to be one of the 150 million. I want to be a statistic or maybe I want to eat something different to like mix it up. I don't even know what I'm going to eat. Look, I'm preparing for my pageant. I'm in a meal plan. I'm going to eat whatever my dietician tells me. It's very exciting or not. Last third thing that you need to know. I've been thinking about this. You know, we're here. We're at this lake house. We're on the beach. And I've always kind of struggled a little bit like sometimes when I get into my swimsuit, a little insecure and stuff. And I was thinking about this the other day, like the only person who notices your flaws are you. That's the third thing you need to know today. The only person who's paying any attention to what you think your flaws are or your imperfections are is you. Nobody else cares. Nobody's paying any attention. Everybody's too busy worrying about themselves to focus on your flaws. You're the only one who's thinking about it. So here's my, here's my goal for you. I want you to own yourself. Okay. Whatever you think your flaws are, maybe it's not even a physical thing. Maybe it's, it's something totally different. You feel insecure in this place or that place or whatever. Like I want you to own who you are. I don't want you to worry about your flaws because nobody's paying any attention. Everybody's so damn worried about themselves. You know what I mean? So nobody's paying attention to your flaws. Whatever that may be in your mind, you've made it up yourself. You are absolutely beautiful, perfect, exactly who you are today. Know that. I want you to know that. That's the third thing I want you to know. You're great. So speaking of, this is kind of like a good segue here to something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it's kind of about the mind, like the brain. I wanted to look this up and I wanted to like Google it real time. You know how we use such a small percentage of our brain? What? I'm going to Google it right now. What percentage... Okay. I'm not going to tell you what Google, I typed in what percentage and like (laughs) the results that came up, they're inappropriate. Okay. Wait, what percentage of the brain is used? Google says, according to, oh God, this is from 2018. That's like years ago. All right. According to a survey from 2013, about 65% of Americans believe that we only use 10% of our brain. Wait, but this is a myth. Okay. Wait, this is getting deep. We've okay. We're, we're getting off track here. This is not my point. My point is we know, right? Like there's, there are facts, medical facts, doctors. I don't know. Shoot. I don't know. We're not using all of our brain, but we do understand the power. This got this, <laughs> this got so messy way too fast. Look, my point is the mind is so powerful. My dad and I talk about this a lot. And as someone I had mentioned on one of my episodes, like I deal with anxiety. I understand the power of the brain and the mind and how things can snowball and create and become so much bigger than they actually are just because of what's happening up in our mind. And so I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit today, both how that can get in our way and how it can benefit us and 
the only way I know how to talk about anything is through my own experience. And, you know, I live with type one diabetes. So I feel like I'm very aware of my body. I am very aware of what's going on inside my body. I probably overanalyze. I had a friend once tell me, um, you know, her partner uh, also deals with anxiety and she had kind of expressed this view that like his doctor, his therapist had kind of explained to him, like he's constantly scanning his body, right? Like we're scanning, like those of us who live with anxiety, especially maybe as it relates to like health issues and things like that. Like we're constantly scanning. We're looking for things that don't feel right or that feel wrong. I remember her sharing this with me and I just really resonated with that because I was like, dang, that is what I do. Like I'm always like, what was that? Should I have felt that? Do I not feel well? Does that hurt? What does that mean? What's going on there? Like my brain is just like constantly running with that. I, I think I associate a lot of that or I blame a lot of that on the fact that I live with type 1 diabetes because... I've been paying attention to my body since I was nine years old. I was forced to listen to it. Is my blood sugar dropping? Do I feel low? Am I going high? Like I've been scanning my body since I was nine years old to try to see how I feel, to make sure that I'm okay and to respond. But I think that living my entire life that way has really created a lot of anxiety for me as an adult. I, I do blame a lot of that on living with type 1 diabetes. So, you know, this or that here we are. It is what it is. So now we just try to kind of overcome it. But I was thinking about the power of the mind recently. A couple of days ago, I experienced SVT, supraventricular. I don't know how to pronounce. That's all I got. SVT. That's what the doctor called it. And what that is, is when the heart basically starts pumping and at like a really, really high rate. So I was teaching class at cycle bar and we were still kind of in the warm up stage and my heart rate ended up jumping from about, you know, 120, 130, we're still in warm up all the way up to 280. That's a huge jump in the heart rate and it wouldn't stop. And as soon as it happened, I kind of felt like, you know, when you, you go over the hill in a roller coaster, or like you're in the car and you have this big like whoop-dee-doo in the stomach, that's kind of what it felt like. And all of a sudden I was teaching class. I felt this happen. I'm like, whoa, something feels wrong. And then I started to get really hot really fast, like just a hot flash. So I knew immediately that something was not right. So I think that one benefit if we have to find the benefits of living with type 1 diabetes and scanning my body at all time is that I can recognize too if something is not right. And I knew immediately that something wasn't right. So like I stopped right away, walked out. I said, you guys got to call 911 because this was the first time I had ever experienced something like that. I didn't know what was going on. So it was a little bit dramatic in the sense that I had to go with the paramedics came, they took me in an ambulance and the ambulance, they treated me with that medication that really almost stops your heart and then restarts it. Anyway, long story short, I get to the emergency room talking to the doctor and um, he explains what happened SVT. And he kind of tells me, he's like, you know, this could potentially happen again. It may not. It could happen again within a month. You might have it again in a year. You might not have it again for five years. You may never have it again. It just is what it is. He reassured me. He said, we, we looked at your heart, your EKGs, everything is healthy. Your heart is healthy. You have no restrictions with exercise. Like basically green light, you're good to go. They gave me some potassium. Magnesium was a little bit low. They gave me a couple drips like that. And he said, you know, he gave me some 
know, tricks for if this happens again, how to treat it at home. But he ultimately said, you know, if, if this happens again and you can't get your heart rate to come down, then you do have to come back in. We got to give you this medication because you can't stay with a heart rate of 260, 280. Like that, that's a lot of stress on the heart. But basically it was like, okay, have a great day. Like you're good. <laughs> I was not good. I was not good. Okay. So my heart's good. My mind was messed up. I've been messed up. So that was Thursday. It's now Sunday. And like, I'm really struggling mentally with that experience. Um, because the mind's a powerful thing. The doctor gave me a, a, essentially a clean bill of health. He said, yeah, go about it. Like go about your business. I said, I can teach classes. I can work out. He said, yeah. I mean, you know, if it gets too high, it might kick in again, but you can still do that. I'm like, I mentally, I'm, I'm just like, do we understand what was happening? Like it was so dramatic in, in the ambulance and with all the paramedics around me and like administering this drug and it not working and then a double high dose and they're like squeezing my wrists and all this. And then you go to the doctor. He's like, yeah, you're good. You can go, you can go work out. It's fine. Like my mind has put a block up for me and I'm getting there. Right. And I'll get there, but I'm supposed to teach class again when I get back from vacation in five days. And I'm trying to work on the mind piece of it because right now my body is saying it's good. Like the doctor saying your body's good, but my mind is saying, no, I'm not. <laughs> my mind's in the way I got this mental block now. And I went to work out this morning here, just doing a little bit of stuff here at the house. I'm doing some band you know, like some upper body work with some bands. And there was a part of the workout that I was doing with some mountain climbers. I'm like, man, that's going to require my heart rate to go up. And I was just really nervous. And it just got me thinking like how strong the mind is. Because all I could think about was what happened four days ago and how I don't want it to happen again. And what happens if we're here and we're further out, we're not as close to a hospital here. And what am I going to do? And yada, 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 yada. And it spirals, right? Like it goes out of control. And I'm just like, see me at the pause stop for a second. The doctor said you're okay. He gave you tools if it happens again. And we know that if it happens again and the at-home tricks don't work, we can call the paramedics and they can come and they can treat, you know, but the mind, man, like it stops you in your tracks and it's hard to overcome. I was down at the beach. We were down at the beach earlier this morning, hanging out and I'm sitting there and I hear an insulin pump go off, like the alarm, right? And I look at my pump and I'm like, everything says it's okay. So what was that? And Joe kind of motions. There's like a girl, a woman 20 feet away. She's got an insulin pump too. And her alarm's going off and she's out at the beach by herself. And what's interesting is she had been walking up and down the beach by herself for like three hours, like just down there hanging out by herself. I really struggle with that. I struggle with my type one diabetes being somewhere like alone on a beach by myself, like what if something happens? Who's going to treat me? How am I going to flag someone? And here was this girl. I was so impressed. Like here was this woman doing her thing, unafraid, not worried about it. Her pump went off. Clearly her blood sugar was low. I know the sounds. And she was like handling it and she was fine and she was chilling. And so just like, I've just been thinking a lot today about the power of the mind. And I, I know so much about this and how often I think fear stops us in our tracks. And I think that's, you know, something that people like me who deal with anxiety disorder deals with a lot. And, you know, 
but it, it doesn't have to even just be health related, right? Like how often have we not even tried because we were afraid of failure? So it's like, oh, I would really like to be a doctor, but going to school is way too hard. There's no way I could pass all the tests that I could really go be a doctor. Well, yeah, you've already made up your mind that you're not going to be able to do that yet. The mind's a powerful thing. You may say, you may go into a sporting event, a game, and you say, yeah, this team that we're going to play, they're just, they're so good. There's no way we can beat them. I just know we're not going to beat them. You already made up your mind that you're going to lose. The mind decided that for you before you even got the chance to go take that opportunity to win, to play the team. The mind's a powerful thing. So I'm thinking like, let's switch the way the mind works. My dad, he spent some time with me on Father's Day. and We talked a lot about the law of attraction, the secret, as they call it, right? Like if you visualize and you use the mind to believe and to go after what it is that you want, that you can get it. And I think that is also true when it comes to health and wellness. It is also true when it comes to reaching our goals or winning the game or getting the job, right? Like I, I shared my story about if you quit when you're told no, there was so much visualization. I'd made up my mind so early on in that process that I was going to become a master instructor and it happened. So I've seen and witnessed the power of the mind from the positive standpoint too, and what we can do with the mind when it's positive and not negative. Here's a little story for you too of how the mind worked in a positive way. So I had spent Father's Day with my dad and we were talking about this idea of visualization to achieve what it is that you want. We went to talk top golf, my husband and I. I don't play golf. Like I don't go to the driving range. I'm the kind of person like I showed up at top golf on Sunday and I'm swinging and like I'm not even hitting the ball. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even hitting, making contact with the ball, much less hitting it to any kind of distance, noteworthy distance. So I told my husband, I said, look, I'm going to try the power of visualization here today. And I am going to hit this ball into that white target, which is at 185 yards. And my husband kind of giggled at me. He said, well, you have to hit the ball first. So... I started hitting it. We had two hours there on this bay, right? So I'm hitting it. It's getting a little further. Some are getting a little further. But that 185, that white target was still out there. But I kept telling my husband, I said, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it in that target. I'm going to hit it. I wanted to try this idea of the power of the mind and visualize. And I kept visualizing that ball going in 185 yards, going in the white target. I focused on it. I obsessed with it while we were there. I got my husband finally on board. I got Gracie on board. I was like, mommy's going to do it. I'm hitting it in that white target. 15 minutes left before we ran out of time in that bay. I hit it in the white target. I hit it. I did it. Visualization, it works. I don't think it's magic. My mom and I were talking. I don't think it's magic. It's this idea that you believe that you can and then you go into it with confidence and you believe that you can and then you do and you start applying, you start making moves, you start pulling the energy toward what it is that you want to achieve and then you make it happen. It's the power of the mind. It's the power of visualization. I've seen it too with my daughter, right? Like when we go to read at night and she says, I can read. I'm going to read this chapter to you. Like she announces it to me. 
I said, okay, let's do it. And then I watch her read and she does it. And, and I'm so proud of her. And she's like made so much growth and she's so confident. And I've also seen it where we're sitting down and we're like, okay, read this. And she says, I can't read it. I can't read that. And then she struggles, right? Like even at six, seven years old, I see her when she believes in herself, she achieves and she does. She she does all the things she wants to accomplish. And then when she doubts herself, I can't do that. I'm not strong enough to do that. I can't do a cartwheel. I remember she's like, I can't do a cartwheel. I'm like, you can do a cartwheel. I can't do one. And she's falling. She's falling. I'm like, you can do it. She, she, all she had to do was do one. She nailed it. She's like, oh, I can do a cartwheel. And then boom, 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 right? She's nailing cartwheels. Power of the mind. It can hold us back. It can hold us down or it can support us. We can visualize. I don't have the right. I don't do it the best. I've experienced both. I've experienced the fear, the anxiety that stops us from even trying, from taking a chance, from believing in ourselves to believe that we are healthy. Like it's something that I, I struggle with. It's just a weakness. It's just an area in my mind that I need to continue to work on. Like Samantha, you are healthy. You are strong. Like, yes, we've had this SVT thing happen. Yes, you live with type one diabetes. Yes, but like you are a healthy human being. Body says so everything that's going on, like you're good. Trust that. Believe that. You can take care of yourself. You want to go on a walk on the beach by yourself, even though you have type 1 diabetes, like you can do that. I know that sounds like so silly for some people, but like that is something that scares me to be alone with my type 1 diabetes in a place where I can't, maybe somebody can't get to me really quick and easily. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We got to work on the mind, believe that we're okay, believe that we can take care of ourselves. So then I could be like that girl on the beach who's spending three hours up and down and up and down doing her thing. Not that I really want to walk on the beach for three hours, but I mean, I was, I appreciated what she was doing. I want to believe that I'm okay and we'll be fine when I teach class. I'm also going to believe that I can accomplish my goals. So I want to set more goals. I talked about that. You know, I believe I want to, I believe I'm going to win my pageant. That's where my mind is at. That's what I'm visualizing. You have to visualize and then make it happen. It's not magic. It's just that then your energy gets channeled into that, both positive, negative, whatever it is you set yourself up there. You want to apply for a job. You got to believe you're going to get that job. You want to go back to school? You want to become a doctor? You got to believe you got everything it takes to be a doctor. I think the same thing too when we think like, oh, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard if you already said it's going to be hard. Don't say it's going to be hard. Just say you're going to do it. You're going to do hard work. You're going to apply yourself. You're going to make it happen. Power of the mind, man. So whether you are visualizing goals or dreams or you're overcoming fear and anxiety, remember that you get to decide what happens in your head. Take control of that. It's not always easy, right? I know that from myself. We got to sometimes breathe. We got to settle. Maybe we find inspiration from other people. We say, hey, if that girl can walk on the beach with type one diabetes, with nobody else out there with her and take care of herself and love it and live her best life. I can do that too. Sometimes we have to look at other people for inspiration. Maybe somebody sets a goal. They want to become a master instructor and they set their mind to do that. And then they do that. And we say, if she can do that, I can do that too. I'm going to do that too. The power of the mind is real. Believe it, visualize it, go get it make it happen. Don't let fear stop you. Don't let it get in your way. If you start to feel that fear, you shut it off. You shut it out. 
focus on what it is you want, focus on your health, how healthy you are, if your body, that it's healing, that it's well, that you are doing great and enjoy and embrace every single day. I want you to have a great day because you deserve it. <laughs>